0: hawks live presented by the dining district at the bellevue collection at bellevue square center court every thursday from seven to nine live on air on seattle sports now here are your hosts michael bumpus and paul moyer
1: this is hawks live presented by the dining district at the bellevue collection the show is every thursday this is our last thursday actually here um and uh, it's been great and why not End this thing with a bang. Sitting up here is a guy who grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He attended the University of Oklahoma. He earned four Big 12 championship rings. Goodness gracious, you didn't save none for nobody else, <laughs> did you? <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting here with Seahawks corner Trey Brown, man. Give it up one time. Thank you. Thank you. Good Trey, uh, how you doing, man? It's uh, It's been a, an interesting year for you, man. You're making some plays. You're battling injuries. You guys have ups and downs. How are you feeling right now? How's the team doing?
2: Uh man, we're just uh we're hanging in there. Um, you know uh you know, back end of the season, you know it get tough for guys, mentally and physically. Everybody gotta you know just take care of their bodies and stuff like that. And um, <clears throat> man, we're just trying to finish out uh, the rest of the season.
0: Crazy! Uh, it's your third year, right? Yes, sir. Thirty. I mean, like you're a vet now. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's pretty. weird. I remember when you came out of college and uh, we had drafted you, and I did a thing for the Seahawks called "Inside the Film Room," and then we were just breaking down your game and stuff. And uh, I was, I we pulled the clips, and it was when you played UCLA. And and for those that were out there, I go. I don't know if you'll think that much of it, but for me, it was a big deal. You guys, they, they ran kind of a, You guys were playing cover, two at the time. I, I, and uh, they ran just a typical seven out with a guy in the flat. And you held off that corner route, and as soon as the quarterback started to throw up, man, you just busted your tail. And you either intercepted or laid the guy out. It's three years, so I can't quite remember. Was Do you remember it, that
2: play? We played UCLA twice. Was so it, was, it? it
0: would have been your senior year.
2: So we were at UCLA? Yes, uh, and then I came. Did I intercept the ball? Yes. Oh, yes, sir. So um. that
0: was the play. And, and here's what I remember. I go, oh, we got a corner. I go, and not just a corner who's got skill. I mean, he ran a four four two 4 2 coming you know, in the combine. I go, so he's got speed. I go, but there's some things you cannot teach. You can't teach on how long do you hold that off. When do I, it was third and three, too. Mm-hmm. If I, I kind of remember this play. And I go, and I just said, man, there's just very few guys who can do that. I go, we got a playmaker. Yep. And so you are a playmaker. Yes, and now you. you're, you're, you're getting your time. And, you know, I mean, you, you've solidified yourself as one of the corners there. Well, what are you more comfortable with? Because you can play the nickel, too. Mm-hmm. But it kind of moved Witherspoon into the, the nickel spot. You had a corner. Do, do you have a preference? Um,
2: no, sir. Wherever I can make plays, you know, uh, that's what I'll do for this team. You know, uh, put myself in those situations where I can go out there and uh, help this team the best way I can. Um, I like corner, you know, because I like to uh, guard the best guys on the field. Usually, that's typically where the best guys are at, you know. And um, you know, I like to go out there and just make those plays for my team, like I've been doing. I don't have a football question for you. I- <laughs> I'm, I'm from I'm
1: from California, right? So right. went to school up here, and you slowly get acclimated. I start. Doing things that I didn't do when I was back home. I start talking different. My boys is like, "Who is you?" I noticed you got a car heart beanie on right now Did, <laughs> do y'all wear that back home or is that something you picked up here no because I didn't wear Carhartt till I moved to the northwest
2: uh yeah we um we wear that back at home you yeah. know Tulsa we got all four seasons you know so you got to bundle up out there <laughs> so uh man I've been wearing Carhartt for a while since I was young a young kid and uh, I just keep it going all
1: right so now to the football question um <laughs> man uh your instincts I think you and Witherspoon have some of the best instincts on the football field you guys kind of like you feel the game. There's some guys who need to see everything happening in front of them for them to react. I watch you guys playing. It, it seems like you're looking there, but you feel what's going on over
2: there. Has that always been a part of your game, or is that something that developed over time in film study? I think that's what makes, you know, uh, I say me pretty unique. You know, uh, I know <clears throat> when I do my job, you know, hopefully, you know, the QBs going to look somewhere else. And usually, when they do look somewhere else, I'm able to look somewhere else, uh, see where the holes are in the defense, and um, when I see that and I see someone else coming, that's when I'm able to, to uh, play off of my receiver and just go make uh, make a play where I can help on the defense.
0: You know, you, you really you look at. I'm just going to talk about the three of you guys: Woolen, uh, Witherspoon, and yourself. Yes, I mean, sir. you got. You know, you're your third year. You got Woolen in your second year. You got Witherspoon in your first year. I think you're all playmakers. Yes, sir. Um, do, you guys, do you guys hang out, the three of you? Do you I mean, because you're the future, of the, obviously, the, the secondary with the Seahawks.
2: Uh, do we hang out outside of football?
0: Yeah, I just talk. <laughs> I mean, just talk. I mean, do you guys, from a bonding standpoint, you know, I mean, because you guys are all playmakers. I kind of feel like that personality gravitates to each other, but maybe not. Uh, usually,
2: you know, after a good day of practice, I'm sure everybody like to go home and get to their <laughs> yeah. beds, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, man, I love those guys. Um, we hang out a lot inside the building, you know. Um, don't really do too much hanging out outside the building because, you know, everybody likes to do their own thing. Yeah. But uh, man, we're, we're all really close and we got each other's back through the ups and downs. So uh, I think that's what makes us really close, you know, because we got to stick through it because, you know, the league is uh, up and down. You know, it can get really nasty long, out there. Long, so, long man, as long as too. we got each other back, you know, uh, that's all that really matters. So now you got uh, you
1: got Philly coming into town. Everybody <laughs> knows they got A.J. over there. They got uh, Devontae, man. When you look at this matchup, uh, what do you see and, and, and how you guys feel coming into Monday Night Football?
2: I see an opportunity uh, to get back on that right track. You know, uh, we've been going against um, good receivers all year. Um, like I told those guys, man, let's get back to us. You know, uh, you know we played... Uh, some of our best games that we played was the Bengals, the Browns. You know, they got some of the best receiving uh, the best receiving core in the league. And uh, when we're out there having fun, man, I feel like we're one of the best in the league. And uh, you can see that on the field as we play our best game. And uh, like I told him, man, this is an opportunity. You know, uh, Monday night football, you know, everybody's watching. Yep. So let's get back to doing what we got to do, you know, when uh, the season's not over. You know, we, we get a win here, we win out the rest, and it's going to take care of itself. Yep. Yeah,
0: playoff start Monday. Now, there's no, I mean, just the way the tiebreakers work and, you know, sometimes you're going, ah, maybe we, no, the, the playoffs start Monday. I, I'm assuming you guys are talking about that.
2: Um, You know, yeah, where you know, you you see everybody else winning and losing and, you know, uh, we're like, oh, this got to happen, that got to happen. But it don't really matter what everybody else do because we got to win first. You know, um, once we win, not really worried about everything else because um, it, matters, it matters what we do. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, man, this is the point of the season where the body starts breaking <laughs> down a little bit. I mean, if, you, if you've if you ever played football, I don't care if you play played Pop Warner, middle school, high school, in the pros, right, this is the type of the time of the season where the, the body starts feeling a bit different. This is your third year in the league. You feel like you've kind of uh, found a routine
2: that works for you to, to keep you playing well? Yeah, uh, cold tub, hot tub, most important. <laughs> That's yeah. always your best friend. And, uh, man, I just say um, just... What I, what I like to do is, you know, I go in there, I stretch, take care of my body. You know, you got to stay in that training room because, like I said, it's, it gets really tough. You know what? They, we got, what, 17 games a year now. And, uh, man, once you keep a hold of that routine, you know, it can kind of help. Not saying it's going to help fully, but yep. it'll help your body a lot more than uh, usually compared to a guy who don't have a routine. So uh, once you got that routine and you see it start to work, you start to believe in it.
0: Yeah, we're old enough. They only played 16 games back when we played. But <laughs> but I do remember this time of the year. And it, it, it's such a mental part because you have to take the physical therapy and taking care of your body so serious. And, so, you know, again, not to call, I mean, college has gotten long too. I mean, so you guys used to play 13, 14 games too. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, do they talk about that to you guys a, a ton that, hey, yeah what we do on the field's important, but you know we also got to make sure you know we go home, we get our rest we get, we got to take care of our body of course
2: you got to take care of your body, man you know everybody 's needed, you know we need everybody out there. not only are they counting on you uh, on the field man we 're counting on you off the field, so uh can 't really do much if you 're not really available you know and um <clears throat> man that's that 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 's all that matters right there. This is like my third year. And this is really i'd say my first year that i really just been fully healthy yeah you know so i know what it's like you know to be out there you know not be available for my team and just be injured so uh man it's a blessing that um i'm able to play a full season this year and show people what i can do so uh, taking care of your body is very important there are some stereotypes when it comes to positions i'm a a receiver
1: they say we divas we always want to look good we want the ball and i go check 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 for sure it (laughs) is what it is there's some stereotypes when it comes to DBs. Y'all talk the most trash out of any position on the field. Do you participate in that?
2: Me if, personally. If not, who, who does the most trash talk? Me personally, I don't. Because, hey, you can get burned that next play. Uh-huh. So I know I watch what I say, and uh, I just, hey, I, I talk my trash when that clock hits zero zero. <laughs> so um, I really don't say much. But um, guys, I see who, who talk that trash and really back it up is uh you know Devin with the spoon you Although know he he talks the most <laughs> I can tell. Hey, that neck is you always you can see <laughs> his head moving <laughs> yeah. that's a guy you know you're going to believe who who who's going to talk that stuff and hey I'm a I'm a back him up out there but you know yep. uh, me ah, I stay away from that yep. I tell you that, it, that. it only it
0: only that. take I was a big trash talker in college uh, cuz you know in college you just you're just better than most guys, right? Yeah. In the NFL, I said, mm, I ain't saying a word. <laughs> I said a lot to the offensive lineman back then. But uh, you're from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes, sir. We got a Hall of Famer uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, a guy yeah. named Steve Largent. Of course. Did, did you know that uh, before you got here? And have you had any conversations with him? He's just he's one of the great guys in the world.
2: It's crazy. Uh, you know, I always talk about T-Lock. Um, he even Tulsa, uh, too, yeah. T-Lock, he's also from Tulsa, yeah. Yeah. And um, – you know, coming up here, you know, I'm always praising T-Lock. Someone once told me, they was like, yeah, Steve Largen, too. I'm like, Steve Largen? Uh, where's he from? They're like, Tulsa. I'm like, wow, I did not know that. And then another fun fact is um, all our birthdays is around the same corner. Oh, you know, wow. uh, Steve Largen's birthday is September. T-Lock's is September. Mine is September. So I think that's, That's like, really close, uh, cool that we're all from the same place and we got the same birthdays. So, man, I really did not know that. But, man, that's, that's, that's pretty That's crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I, I played with Steve Largen. He was... Uh he was. I mean, Tyler Lockett's amazing too. Don't, yeah. I mean, he is. But Steve Largent was just, just an amazing route runner. it mm-hmm. Just yeah, it was kind of you'd lower you to sleep because you think, oh, he's not that fast. But whoop. <laughs> he's gone and, yeah he was the first guy ever to catch 100 touchdowns in nfl history that's crazy that's, and, yeah that's crazy
2: i yeah i see his i see his record and then i'm like oh t-lock's gonna break that
0: and uh-uh. there was
2: one record i was like oh t-lock not even uh-uh. close uh-uh. <laughs> you know I don't, I don't think i don't think anybody gonna touch that that's how good the guy was man and that's that's pretty amazing uh, well
1: hey trey uh we appreciate your time man uh Yes, I know sir. Thursday, it's not easy to get down here, especially with Snowflake Lane going on oh, and all man. that stuff, man. We love seeing your growth. You've always been a favorite of ours, yeah. man, as soon yes, as sir, you man. got drafted, man. We yes, appreciate your time thank you guys and yes, what sir. you're doing. All right, when we return, we'll go inside the film where we'll talk about Drew Locke finding DK, Brock Purdy, the Deebo Samuel. All that is next right here thank on Hawks guys. Live.
0: Hawks, hawks live presented by the dining district of the bellevue collection at bellevue square center court live on air on seattle sports
1: welcome back to hawks live i'm michael bomb with paul Moyer. we are live for the last thursday of the year here at the bellevue collection it's presented by bellevue collection here uh, we're at bellevue square center court man and um you know what I love what we do, Paul Moyer. You do. Because, you know, you get to meet people like Joanna. We have the same birthday. She turned nine. I turned 38. Not that far apart. It's all good. You know, and uh, and she told me she got a new American doll. Those are expensive dolls. My daughter has three of them. It's ridiculous. Dude, Lila, I'm so well Lila I believe the doll's about. name is right. Lila is the doll's name. And, um, yeah, I mean, this is the, the perks of so our what, job. So what,
0: what you're saying is what she said is my parents have to work really hard and support my American doll habit. There you go. Okay. All right. All right, man. I never – look, I'm so old. My kids, we we, we were like uh, the Beanie Babies. Beanie baby Cabbage Patch. Yes. Wait, that's that's dating me, right?
1: Yeah. No, I, VH,
0: I used to sit with my kids and watch Les Mis on our bed with a VHS tape. How's that? <laughs> now I'm now my dating myself. Everybody's going, what's a VHS? Well,
1: I feel like everyone here knows what we're talking about.
0: Not everybody. Maybe, not, maybe not Joanna, though. No, Joanna, Joanna doesn't She know. goes, what's a VHS? She doesn't
1: even know what a DVD is. Like, we streaming this or what? What are we doing? Let's download this thing. Yes. All right, let's get inside the film room, though, man. Uh, this mm-hmm. is something that we love to do, breaking down some of the bigger plays of the game. The first play, we're breaking down, man. Drew Lock responds mm-hmm. after the 49ers go three plays, 75 yards. They score a touchdown. Drew Lock responds. He finds D.K. Metcalf for a 31-yard touchdown.
3: Here's a first down. Play fake. Look, throw far side. Reaching up, making the catch. Oh D.K. Gosh. makes the catch. Is he in the end zone? He is. Front corner of the end zone. Touchdown. Seahawks! DK Metcalf, are you kidding? What a throw by Drew Locke on the fake toss, and then he throws a rope right over the defensive back. DK reaches up with those big mitts, makes the catch. It's a 31-yard touchdown. The Seahawks are a point away from tying this baby up.
0: What are we looking at, more You know, I mean, to, to keep this kind of simple, I mean, we, we do a little motion with our wing and... You know, it comes back again, a little bit of a wing T-type thing, you know, with their motion. Actually, I think they're stealing a page from the motion from the 49ers. But this this is what I get excited about Drew Locke. Um, one, it's his footwork in the pocket, right? I mean, they flash on us. I, I think it's our, our is it our left guard. No, actually, it's our center. And it's just the way we have our protection. They, he, they flash pressure uh, up the middle. And Drew Locke just kind of slides, got really good feet in the pocket. And, I man, he just flicks this thing like it's nothing, man. I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's such a beautiful throw, and it's such a perfect throw to DK. And I wish we had done more with DK on this. This is just kind of a stutter go. They get a, a one-on-one with him. You get one-on-one with DK, and, and he really, if he can push the corners into the field a little bit to create a little space to the sideline, which he's strong enough to do. He should do this every single time he should be physical in his routes downfield and that he starts bodying guys to create that space because if you do gino and drew Locke can can put it on the sideline for him and i look there's so many good things on this but i think the big one for me is just this is one-on-one and it's a great throw and a great catch
1: what i like about this play is one three tight ends in the game yeah i think tight ends need to be utilized a bit more Two, I like what they show the defense. You have your left guard pulling, right, emulating a run. You have uh, your tight end that's on the left side, an orbit motion getting behind Drew Locke and showing like he's going to be a lead blocker for Ken Walker, who's on the right side. So you get everything flowing to the right of Drew Locke, and he knows where he's going with his football either way. pre-snap tells him, one-on-one, yeah. I'm probably going to go there. All this movement does is holds the safeties pulls the linebackers, and just opens up the picture for him a bit more. But just like you said, he steps back, flick the wrist, and the rest is all DK. And DK's concentration to catch that football when the DB almost bats it down, the positioning of the ball, man, it's a, it's a more difficult catch than what people think.
0: Yeah, I and mean, if you go from the end zone, uh, you know, again, it's a little bit what the 49ers did to us the first game in that they uh, had Brock Pretty roll out to the side and pull digs. And then they worked backside uh, by widening Witherspoon back into the post for a touchdown. Not that you all are going to remember. I do. Uh, He does the same thing. He just kind of rolls a little bit. But just just this little toss. Go watch Fred Warner. Fred Warner is completely fooled. Yep. But the comment I want to make is, but my goodness, the rest of the 49ers, they are on point. Mm -hmm. They lock up every one of our receivers on this, except for DK. All
1: right, next play. Brock Purdy finds Debo Samuel for a 54-yard touchdown
3: now wings out on the right side empty backfield here comes the blitz purdy has all kinds of time stands throws deep debo samuel out there he makes the catch touchdown san francisco and just like that the niners come back and take the lead a 54-yard touchdown strike
1: all right so this is what happens man you got um you got a two by two formation essentially brock purdy motions out mccaffrey from the backfield so it becomes an empty set and um, you got Debo Samuel who's running a deep cross. Now, we're still trying to figure out whose fault this is, right? I'm looking at Jamal Adams. There's a too high safety look. He's looking at the deep cross and he gets caught being a bit flat footed. I also look at, I believe that is uh, Reek Woolen, the corner over there. And it looks like he should be in a deep third or quarters look. Either way, I feel like somebody messed this up right here. All right? It could be Jamal, it could be Reek. But what happens is Debo runs a deep cross, and you got Jamal Adams, flat-footed eyes in the backfield. You don't have a corner getting to his deep quarters or deep third. And Brock Purdy just reached Jamal. He said to himself, he goes, look, I saw Jamal. He was flat-footed, eyes in the backfield. I knew that Debo Samuel was going to win this, so I toss it up. What they do on the backside of this is they have their receiver run a curl. If that, quarter's, that, that corner's in cover three or cover four, that curl is going to make him think about life decisions. Do I jump this? Do I keep getting depth? What do I do? So either way, this is what San Francisco does. They put everybody in a bind. You make a decision, all right? You make the decision for the quarterback, and he'll let it loose. Nothing too tricky about this play. I think Brock Purdy just saw an advantage and, and took it. Uh,
0: first of all, I just hate this play. I hate what we did with the rush. Uh, it's it's a cluster. I mean, we, yeah. we 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 blitz both of our line, middle line but middle linebacker blitz Bobby Wagner, and Jordan Brooks. Um, we we drop Boye Mafe, and again, here's a coaching point to me: you have to take a step across the line of scrimmage to pull that tackle to you. Right. He doesn't even do it. He just turns and runs because he's probably afraid that he's not going to get coverage on this. So it's, I don't want to say it's a zone blitz, but we, we, we blitz two inside linebackers and drop our two outside linebackers uh, instead. So, again, this this is chalkboard. I, I love it. Hey, I'm drawing this thing up. This is going to work. All right, now i got to coach the heck out of this thing. So it's a terrible rush. He's got all day to throw, a clean pocket, nobody coming off the edge. Um, It's just not good. The other thing, I don't know if we're we're playing quarters. um, Number three down the middle is the weakness of this defense. No one runs with them jamal on the backside kind of looks at it i would have audible to a cover two in this thing because it's a tight formation i don't like quarters in this situation i'd rather have it and by the way if we had to play cover two we would have covered this thing so hindsight's 2020 i i don't like anything about this it's (laughs) mostly on jamal adams because supposedly they had coached this seen this knew what was coming and he still didn't play it right
1: all right let's be quick on this last one drew lock finds Kobe parkinson for a 25-yard touchdown
3: Drew Locke out of the shotgun, play fake, fakes a throw to the far side. Now he throws it down the middle, ball is caught. Parkinson down to the 10, down to the 5. He is in. Touchdown Seahawks from 25 out. What a beautiful play design. The Seahawks and Drew Locke fake the throw one side, then the other. That has been used against us this season. And then the throw in the middle of the field to a wide open tight end. Parkinson, who scores from 25. The Seahawks back in this one. It's 21-16. Man, it's always
1: nice when you draw a play up or you take a play from somebody else and it works perfectly. That's exactly what happens right here, here, man. man. You catch uh, the Niners in quarters right there, and uh, you you fake a screen to the left. You fake a screen to the right. You get the defense to expand. Kobe Parkinson, 1-1,000, 2-1,000 blocks, and releases right up the middle. Everything was perfect the play was executed beautifully. Great job here.
0: Stole it. Love it. Nothing else to add. Plagiarism in football
1: works. <laughs> it always works. Not in school. All right, kids? Yeah, not if you're a university Don't play Too much technology. Back in Moyer's day, you could <laughs> you can copy a paper with no problem, and it'd be all good. All right, when we come back, it's time to talk that talk. We'll square up and talk about a couple of um, some topics here, and he'll let me know that I'm wrong. I'll let him know that I'm right. That's coming up next right here on Hawks Live. It's time to talk that talk with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live. Welcome back to Hawks Live, the last one of the year. Michael Bumpus with Paul Moyer. It is now time to talk that talk. This is when we throw some topics out there and uh, we debate whether I'm right or he's right. And he tells me I'm wrong. He's wrong. We leave leave here. We have a beer and it's all good.
0: Oh, look, you're like my wife. You're usually right.
1: Uh, You're like my wife. You're usually right.
0: No, I am right.
1: I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've known each other too Let's long. see who is actually right, okay? Now, we might
0: agree on a few of these. Uh, we might.
1: We might. Here's the first one, okay? It's for you, Moye. Yo. A winning season at 9-8 and eight, but no playoffs would be a disappointment for this year's Seattle Seahawks.
0: Absolutely. No question about it. Massive disappointment. Uh, mainly because we were a playoff team last year. We thought we got better. And I still think we did get better. We were 5-2 and two at one point. You know, we were in first place. <laughs> and, yep. you know, we're now, what, four games behind uh, San Francisco. We were tied with them at 6-3, and three, and they've gone on a run. Yeah, a, a huge disappointment. And, look, it's not the, the losing to San Francisco twice and the Cowboys... I think you'd be okay with that. Uh, Losing to Cincinnati, we shouldn't have lost to them. And then losing to the Rams twice, but particularly the last time down there when we had a 10-point lead, that was a crusher. Uh, Yes, disappointment all the way around.
1: Nine and eight. You repeat the same record from last year. You don't make the playoffs. Huge disappointment. Why? Because you thought you found your quarterback in Geno Smith. I still think you have your quarterback for at least another year or so. Um, You thought you upgraded on the defensive line. You've gotten rid of a lot of guys. You bring in personnel that you feel like fits what you want to do. You bring back Bobby Wagner. You you get Jordan Brooks, and you thought you were going to have him. I thought he wouldn't be playing until about now. Uh, You bring in Devin Bush just in case. You draft Devin Witherspoon. You upgraded this football team offensively and defensively. So if you have the same record from last year, you do not make the playoffs. This has to be a disappointment, man. But here what they can do. They can win the next four and go ten and seven.
0: I think that gets and, you in.
1: And possibly sneak in that thing. No,
0: I think you get in at ten and seven. I am confident we would get in at ten and seven. Nine and eight, we just don't I think uh no ten and seven we get in. Nine and eight we don't have any of the tiebreakers. That that won't happen. All right, second time. Or All right. a second or yes, my my turn. Um look we put we thank you. Question number two. <laughs> we we play some tough teams. <laughs> Lately, obviously the 49ers and, and the Cowboys, um, we, we've been sporadic. I mean, we scored 40 or 35 points, I guess, or 34 points versus the Cowboys. We're gonna need 35 points or more to beat Philly, who has a very good offense.
1: All right. Well, Philly has lost three games. They lost to the Jets. Surprise, surprise. Yeah.
0: What was that score? Twenty. Twenty to, 14? to
1: fourteen. They lost to the Niners, 42 to 19. They lost to the Cowboys, 33 to 13. I'm no mathematician, but something tells me you need to score about 30 points to win this game. So 35 would ensure that you win. I look at this defense, and I feel like they will give up 35. I look at the offense and say they are capable of putting up 30. So I'm going to say, yes, you need to score 35 points or more to beat Philly just because of the weapons that they have and the possibility of a shootout. Because you look at both defenses, mm-hmm. and they're struggling when it comes to certain categories. I'm going to
0: say that is true. Well, I mean, our defense has given up over 30 points uh, three games in a row. Good, good teams. I don't think Phillies in, in quite the same category right now as the 49ers and the Cowboys. But I think you need to put 30 plus. So I'm going to say no, we need 31. But I'm going to go with 35 just to give myself a little cushion.
1: All right, thirty-five. All right, next one. Kobe Bryant deserves more of an opportunity on defense this week. What do you
0: say? Absolutely, man. I I feel like I wrote that question, even though I didn't. (laughs) I we gotta match up, man. We cannot have that one play that when we were showing the, in, inside the film room, we had five linebackers on the field at third and 11. And when I say five linebackers, to me, Jamal Adams is another linebacker. You cannot match up in this league with five linebackers in passing situations. The league has changed, man. It's gone to a hybrid. The Cowboys didn't even have linebackers on the field on third down. They right. did, but it was a guy who was six foot three, two 224 pounds. He could run. You've got to have guys who can run to understand defense. Break on the quarterback. Make plays. Intercept the ball. Kobe Bryant is a playmaker. I Man, he's a Jim Thorpe Award winner. Get his butt on the field. Oh, how's that? Spicy. And I'm not even saying he's one of our top four defensive backs, but I think he's our fifth.
1: It's all about matchups, right? It's matchups. That's what the NFL is. Yep. It's, it's matchups. I can need you,
0: playmakers. Can you explain? <laughs>
1: Hey, boy, I'm feeling you right now. I know, man. I'm feeling I'm you sorry. right now. I'm,
0: I'm sorry. I'm getting emotional.
1: No, I like it's it. Christmas time. I like it. And I agree with you. You have to be able to match up. You have to look at your players and say, what is he best? What is he best at? What does he struggle with? And there are a couple guys in the secondary that struggle in those matchups. What the 49ers did is they packed you in and they motioned guys out and say, yep, we're going to get this guy on a linebacker. We're going to be able to exploit this matchup. I am with you. Kobe Bryant, the guy who forced four fumbles last year, a guy who won the Jim Thorpe Award, a guy who's on the opposite side of Sauce Garden. You know he can play. Give him an opportunity because um, what's been going down in the last four weeks has not been working. So I'm all about it, man. Give this guy an opportunity. Let him get after it.
0: Okay, we agree. We like three for three. All right, here's here's here's, here's one that's relevant. So we had the fifth pick in the draft last year. Everybody thought Jalen Carter was going to be the number one pick. He fell, some of it, you know, with some issues that he had uh, off the football field, um, whatever it was, why he dropped. We take Devin Witherspoon a bit of a surprise, and there's two guys right now, really defensive player, or rookie of the year right now that are being talked about. One's Jalen Carter, the other one is uh, obviously Devin Witherspoon. And to me, Devin Witherspoon deserves defensive rookie of the year over Jalen Carter. Ooh, I'm and gonna... Jalen's played what? Well, just to give he's got he's four well. sacks, he scored a touchdown last week, picking up a, a fumble. At one point uh, after like the fourth or fifth game of the year i think he had more quarterback hits than anybody in the league even though i think that was a pro football focusing where he had 11 in one game i I didn't see it when i watched (laughs) the film but whatever but he plays 54 percent of the snaps
1: jalen carter is not the best player on his defense he might not even be top three or four devin witherspoon is arguably the best defender on the seattle seahawks defense Um, he has a bunch of passes defended the pick six he he can get after the quarterback. He's good in coverage. He has close to seventy tackles, which you pointed out earlier. I'm good with Devin Witherspoon. He deserves
0: it. You know that was a really good point you just made there. I mean, I make a lot of them, Paul. No, I know you do. I I, I got to listen more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, is Devin the best player we have on defense? I think
1: he is. Right now, yeah.
0: Uh, I I can't think of someone better. Boye and- had
1: a run. Uh, yeah, he boy, he slowed
0: down. You know, he, uh, watching him on that first play try to run, I guess something's not right with him. I, I, again, I don't know if he's just – it's not that maybe he's injured, but he looks nicked up a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I could throw Reed in there. I think, you know, Leonard Woods is starting to play pretty well for us also. Um, when Brooks is healthy, that that part's there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's certainly top three and might be the best on our, our defense. So that sold me. For Sure, on Defensive Rookie of the Year. That better happen.
1: I think this is uh, one of maybe four times we've gone three for three agreeing on this. Four for four. So it's a uh, four for four. So it's not even talk that it's talk. Christmas, it's man. just uh, agree and get along. We've been
0: married for a while, buddy. It's, it's been a we while. We just agree. <laughs> it's
1: been a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we return, you know what? We'll put a. Is this the last segment? It is. We'll put a bowl on this thing. We'll talk about our next week's opponent. That is next, right here on Hawks
0: Live. hawks live presented by the dining district of the bellevue collection at bellevue square center court live on air on seattle sports welcome back to outside
1: i'm michael bumpus with paul moyer our um on-site engineer is yelling at me she says we're back i don't like being yelled at okay I got high school trauma, Coach Salter at Culver City High School, yelling at me because I gave up a touchdown against Losinger High School when I was a free safety. Uh-huh. You know what never happened again? Uh-uh. A touchdown behind me, you ain't going to run by me. No, because
0: uh-huh. they put you at wide receiver.
1: No, nah, I will Oh, come oh on, they man. they played you both ways? Yeah, both ways, man. It was back in the day. You know, this ain't nah, no look, platoon man, stuff. I, these I, days. I won
0: a state championship in, or CIF Southern Section Championship my junior year. We didn't go both ways. Really? We had 100 kids.
1: See, we didn't have 100. We had like 50 or yeah, 60.
0: Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Yeah. You, I mean, numbers numbers matter. I wanted to play both. We had guys who could play both ways. Our coach was adamant. No, I'm not playing both ways. I'm like, we might have won a second one or a third one if we had of, But he just he, he coached it really like a college team, which is pretty impressive.
1: Well, you got numbers you can do that over yep. there in the OC. Oh, yeah. All right, man, let's talk about um, – I mean, we, we already, we've been talking about these guys, right? Yeah. And um, They ain't no good. We've been talking about these guys. Oh,
0: lordy. <laughs> <laughs> Even our crowd knows.
1: <laughs> we've been talking about these guys, and um, the Philadelphia Eagles will present an opportunity to break the trend of losing games. And you have to be fundamentally sound – you got to rally to the football. You know, what? what's the phrase we were using last year when it came to describing the 49ers is that they were hunters, right? They're, they're hunters. out there hunting. That's Can't what you need this defense to do. You have to hunt.
0: You do. Yeah. Um, they're, this team's not as – I, I think their front four defensively uh, will be a challenge, um, particularly their tackles. They're strong. They're bull rushers. We got to hold the, the line there and let our, our quarterback step up in the pocket, but you know, and they got skill. They're just not playing that well right now. You know, I mean, you look at them statistically. They're twenty eighth on defense. They got less sacks, less interceptions than we do, and they're they're skilled. and And so it's a head scratcher for Philadelphia fans. too. Well, what's going on with them right now? Uh, the difference is, you know, they they got ten wins. Yep, 10, three. ten, ten. I mean, you know, they got ten wins. We we got six. Uh, that, that, that's a big difference. But we match up well at home. Uh, we're going to have to play physical. But, man, I mean, we've, we've gone through a gauntlet. This Monday is the beginning of the playoffs, and we'll find out really quick, uh, really quick, if we're a true playoff contending team because we've we got to put these guys away, and probably by double digits uh, to where you feel good about it. Because let me tell you what, while this is a playoff game, the next three game playoff games are not going to be easy. I mean Tennessee, right, I mean, you just saw what they did
1: will Levis is uh I, you know it was electric. a great
0: great comeback. I mean, I feel confident in that, but that'll be tough. I mean the Steelers I mean coming here they they, they will they 'll pack the place up I right. mean they travel exceptionally well, so that will be you know the, it'll be noisy period but Tough game defensively, even though they're really struggling. And then, you know, you got a divisional game to end with Arizona, and they're starting to play a little bit better. So none of them are easy. Monday is, to me, the defining moment. Have we figured this thing out? Offensively and defensively. We've been playing pretty well, special teams, all year long. We've been up and down offensively and defensively. I mean, it's time to get it right. Let's get it right, man. Monday's the time.
1: I'm with you. I feel better about this if Geno Smith plays. Do you? Yeah. Now, I, I think Drew Locke still gives you an opportunity to win. Uh, physically, he can get it done. It's can you do it for 65, 70 plays, right? That's, yeah. that's about how many plays that you're going to get. But I feel better if, if Geno gets the start. Now, if Geno gets well, the let start. Let me
0: ask you this, so, I got a 90% Geno. Yeah. He's got it grown. I'm taking them. Coins are difficult, right? 90, 90%
1: I'll take Lateral? Them. I'll take them, 90%. Okay. I'll take them. Um, yeah, definitely I'll take them. But here's the thing. If you get Gino, he, he gets the start and something happens and he doesn't feel right and Drew Locke comes in, I feel okay. Yeah, about, I feel good I feel about okay that. about the situation. I, I will also feel better if um, Ken Walker looks good too. He was healthy last year, uh, excuse me, last week, made a, a big run after the catch, um, but he pulled up a little bit. I don't know exactly what went on, but he's been practicing this week. Says he looks good. Uh, Zach Charbonnet looks good as well.
0: I love, God, I would like to get him more touches. I mean, he, they did. You know, the screen uh, the week before, he had the other big run uh, where was that? That was the one where uh, uh, Young uh, uh, hit Bosa. Dariq, Young yep. hit uh, Bosa. That we had on earlier. So yeah.
1: Um, Charbonnet had a great run, too, man. It was a a pin and pull. You had Greenlaw in the A-gap or B-gap. Makes a move. Boom. And he keeps me optimistic, too, because I see the way that he's progressed over the last few weeks. And I go, okay, now... Uh, There was a a game or two where Zach Charbonnet was getting the bulk of the carries and, you know, you had to kind of ease them into it. But if you got both these guys healthy, I think they both shown that they're capable of mixing it up because you got Ken Walker, who is the the big play Barry Sanders type of of runner. Right. I'm going to make guys miss. I'm going to go east, west, and then I'll get north, south to where Zach Charbonnet is more downhill. And I like that mix of two different kind of backs. I'm still waiting to see Kenny McIntosh. Still waiting to see what he brings to the table. But I look at the run game, and I go, you could be okay. If you rush for 100 yards, the Seahawks are 5-0. Let's
0: run the ball. Uh, let me ask you a question. A.J. Brown, is he's a problem. Do we match up versus him?
1: No. I think you, you got good enough corners to where wherever he wants to be, you let him be.
0: No, know. I'd say, so we match up fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, we matched okay. him. I, you, I I thought you meant like follow him. No,
0: I I mean he's just he's tough.
1: I mean he's a, statistically he's the second best receiver in the league, right? Yeah, now. no, I mean he's
0: he's yeah. he's strong. Uh, he's big guy. I mean he's he's problem. Like
1: who matches up perfectly against that guy? There's no perfect matchup unless you got like a six-two corner who's uh, flexible willing. and who can run. <laughs> uh, well, he's still learning.
0: He is. is I that, mean Witherspoon's what six foot? You know, and he's slight. He's, he's five slight. eleven. Okay, five eleven, but he <laughs> but he plays bigger than that. He does. yeah, uh, you know, I, look, we we need to get pressure on the quarterback, and uh, you know we'll need to do some help at times over the top. I mean, look to me, you go into this game, you go, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to take away AJ Brown for sure. Yep. And I am not letting Jalen Hurts beat me with his legs. Nope. Can't Twelve touchdowns it. on the ground. Cannot do it for Jalen Hurts. You got to take away their strength.
1: All right, a. Last one man. of the year, man. Merry
0: Christmas to all you, by the way. Happy New Year. Thank you for coming out. My every man,
1: last one. You missed your raffle. You know what? But you, I, something tells me the universe is going to work for you, and, and you're going to get yours eventually. All right, a special thanks to Derek Young, Trey Brown for joining the show, our board operator, Max Strobel, on-site engineers, the lovely Brenda Rogers, production assistant, his brother, Chauncey Sanders, and our executive producer is NASA Chobi. Also, shout-out to Arlene, Jeanette, Richard, and Julia for everything they do behind the scenes. They make all this happen, man. The Seahawks pregame show is live this Monday starting at 2 p.m., Thank you guys so much for everyone who's listened, who joined us here this season. We appreciate it more than you know until next year. It has been awesome, man. This is Hawks Live. I'm your host, Michael Bumpus, with my man, Paul Moyer. Talk to you guys next year.